This is lifted in the left field. It backs up Brantley. He makes the catch, and the Houston Astros are headed to the World Series. Your 2021 American League champions, the Houston Astros. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Dez1, and of course at Apollo HOU. And the Houston Astros are headed back to the World Series for the third time in five years. They clinched the AL pennant against the Boston Red Sox. We are about to get into our World Series preview and this World Series preview is brought to you by Irma Rose, your local Katie winery. Des, you were in Boston for the uh what was it game 5? For game 5. Where yes. Framber Valdez absolutely shoved. So, welcome back. I know you've had a long week. You were in Boston, you were in Manhattan. I don't know if you were in Canada. I don't know if you made it up to Toronto. I, I don't know what you were doing. Don't want to know. But uh, just take me uh, take me through your last couple days. Yeah, pretty much a blur. Uh, game five in Fenway Park um, was probably one of the coolest sports nights of my life. Just outside of not like being in Houston or Minute Maid Park, like traveling to Fenway, um, energized crowd, a raucous crowd. They get it. It's a baseball town, sports town, really. But um, it was fun. They talked a lot of shit. I talked a lot of shit. Um, it was all, you know, I, I'll bring my trash can, you bring the Apple watch and they're like, Hey, what beer do you want? Type situation. So, um, they got it. They understood it. And then Framber Valdez pitched the game of his life. And, um, I wish he went out for the ninth. I really did. Uh, but Hey, eight innings in a, um, must win swing game. You take that any day of the week. And so, um, yeah, just hats off to him. Hats off to Luis Garcia as well and, and to Brett Strom and, and the team and the RD department to figure out, hey, the guys were tipping their pitches. They were doing something wrong and uh, get that fixed because that's what really salvaged and saved the series. Yeah, and, and not not only did not tipping your pitches and looking at it from an analytical standpoint and, and R&D and all that stuff, but Framber Valdez going eight completely <laughs> saved the bullpen. And then you added on some runs late in that game, which allowed Ryan Stanek to come in rather than Kendall Graveman or uh, Ryan Presley. So just an overall dominant performance from Framber Valdez. Any big situation that the Red Sox found themselves in, Framber was right there to throw a double play ball. So it saved the bullpen, which led to game six. You come back home. Luis Garcia comes out. Pitch is completely different than what we saw. Uh, I think it was, what, five and a third, five and two thirds, whatever it was. Um, I mean, just a, a beautiful performance from him. Then the bullpen, Maton was lights out. Kendall Graveman was lights out. Stanek, lights out. Brian Presley, lights out. I mean, the bullpen as a whole. And they won the series. That, yeah, oh, they won the they series. They won the series. A hundred percent. In a series where the starting rotation for a handful of games couldn't get out of the first, second, or third inning, and the bullpen was the saving grace. And it was guys that people shit on all year. Brooks sure. Raley pitched well. Phil Maton pitched well. Yimmy Garcia pitched well. And then, of course, the back-end guys. Kendall Graveman, Ryan Stanek, Ryan Presley. Man, Blake Taylor came in and threw a couple of, uh, couple of good innings. The bullpen won the series for the Houston Astros. Obviously, the, the lineup is there. The, the offensive performance by Jordan Alvarez. 
by Yuli Gurriel. Carlos Correa had some big moments. Obviously, Jose Altuve, Kyle Tucker, future MVP Kyle Tucker again. Kyle Tucker, I wanted you traded. I've admitted it before, but thank God Jeff Luno said no because my God, what a player that he's going to be. And I know we're going to talk about the preview going into Atlanta and you know when they play the Braves in the National League Park, the DH is going to be gone. So you yeah. can make a case. Do you start Jordan in left, Michael Brantley in right, and Kyle Tucker in center? We'll talk about it here in a little bit, but just an overall beautiful performance from the Astros in games five and six. And man, the the best best moment for me um, was the strike him out, throw him out. Oh my gosh. Kendall Graveman coming back from a 3-1 three, three count. Um, obviously, Martin Maldonado. Dez, you and I both played college baseball. We've played baseball for a long time. Martin Maldonado had a .81 pop time throwing out Verdugo. .81. That is absolutely insane. And, and not to mention, uh, not to mention that he makes a mound visit when Kendall Graveman is down in the count, three and one. Yeah. Comes back, calls a changeup, and he absolutely spots up. I don't know if y'all know this, the viewers and listeners. Kendall Graveman, before that changeup, hasn't thrown a changeup since September 12th. Over, <laughs> over a month, he hasn't thrown a changeup. And Martin Maldonado senses the moment, feels the game, makes a mound visit, says, hey, hey, Kendall, look. Hey, hey, Graveman, we're going to throw your change up, throw it, and we're going to dot up, and then we're going to get out of this. 3-1 change-ups dotted up. Next thing you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, strike him out, throw him out, and the place goes nuts. Bananas. What a moment. Bananas. What a moment. It's got to be a top 10 sports moment ever in the history of sports because I, I put a tweet out, and, like, obviously it was after we won and everything like that, and... Uh, but at that point in the game, it was still sweaty. Runners on the corners, yeah. one out. Oh, I mean, yeah. you split a gap, it, it's it's 2-1, and runners are second and third with, you know, one out. And for Kendall to dig down deep, it, and who, for, when we got him over the trade, he was nails, and then he went on this little rough patch, right? And then we're kind of, the question was, going in the playoffs, what Kendall Grimman were we going to have in yeah. October? And as that calendar changed over, and what this team does, they turned the page, and Kendall Graveman's back to being who we thought he was when we got him for Toro. Nasty. And Nasty. I, it, it, was, it was beautiful. I, I didn't know that, that fact until then. To have the balls yeah. to be like, hey, let's just drop a, little, let's drop a little change piece right here. Pull the string. Yeah. No one's going expect it. And then the throw at, at .8 is, is, is dumb. .8 that, that, is dumb. That's, that's Molina Brothers. Absolutely. In their prime. Throws. Absolutely. That's Yadier Molina type caliber. And to have it in that moment when you need it the most, uh I'm I'm speechless. Because then right after that, Tucker has the dagger and then it's just like yeah. let's the get the party going. The Oppo Taco to, to make it five nothing. So in case you don't know what a pop time is, a pop time is as soon as the ball hits the catcher's mitt, you start the clock. And then you don't stop it until the ball hits the shortstop or second baseman's mitt. So from the second it hits Marty Maldonado to it hits Carlos Correa, that wasn't even a second long. It was eight point eight one of a second. Eight tenths of a second. Think about that. 
Like, that is insane level. And I know that Martin Maldonado has not hit well all year. He's not hit very well in the playoffs. The stats, they are what they are. Jason Castro is a better hitting catcher. But Jason Cat, I'm look, I'm sorry. I love Jason Castro. He's a veteran presence. He came up huge in one of the games in Fenway. Okay. He's a great asset off the bench late in games. And people were saying, well, he needs to be starting. He needs to be starting. No, no. And that's why Martin Maldonado is back there because he commands the pitching staff. He knows the game with the best of the best. And that's why Martin Maldonado has started all of these games because of stuff like that. Jason Castro doesn't make that throw. Sorry. I, I mean, the the thing about Martin is this. We we know what it is. It's found money if he gets if he gets a knock, right? But what he does to command this rotation and these young arms in this bullpen, and I just he's probably forgotten more baseball than we will ever consume and know in our lives. He's just a brilliant mind. I think he's gonna be one hell of a manager. Oh, he, uh, one he 100% day, hundred percent is. Um, you could really, really, really um, get him in the right coaching tree and 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 start logging those stuff in, and he he'll be he's gonna be a great manager one day. Um, <laughs> the best thing though was just how loud it got and how poetic life is, right? And the connections. It was the big time double play against the Yankees, right? When Brantley yeah. lays out and throws yeah, out 20. Judge. In 2019, yeah, yeah. And then you have this moment, again, game six in Houston, a sweaty close game against a ver- very good, formidable opponent. And you just had this where the place, Minute Park, just Ex- erupts. Ex- the juice box was popping. Just And we've been critical all year oh, yeah. about that environment and, and what that should be in a playoff game. And the fans have shown up. They've showed out. It's been... It's been powerful, and I can't wait yeah. to be there uh, Tuesday. Yeah, so with that moment from 2019 where Michael Brantley dives uh, in front of him, hops up, throws a perfect long hop, no hop, right to Yuli Gurriel for the double play. That was in the top of the seventh with one out, man at first. Martin Maldonado and Kendall Grayman strike him out, throw him out double play, was also in the top of the seventh with one out. And those are massive moments in those games. Right, so obviously the Altuve walk-off home run after Aroldis Chapman won the game in 2019. The game the other night for Game Six uh, that shut off any momentum that the Red Sox ha- had. Yeah, and then like you said, Kyle Tucker comes up, hits the Oppo Taco into the Crawford boxes for a three-run bomb, extends it to five to nothing, and and then that's all she wrote for the Boston Red Sox. So while we, while we talk about the Yankees, uh, the Red Sox, uh, the Dodgers couldn't get it done even though they won 106 games this year uh, and they've got like a five thousand five hundred thousand million kajillion payroll with some of the top arms because Max Scherzer is soft and can't throw past 60 feet so Walker Bueller had to throw on three days rest how amazing is it that the Astros just don't give a fuck about all anybody talking shit and they're back in the World Series for the third time in five years yeah I mean like, I- like, think, like think think about that just just think about that from a standpoint of the third World Series appearance in five years. I think the last team to do that was the New York Yankees back in their steroid era. Like yeah. just, just from a fan, fan of baseball, three times in five years, five straight ALCS appearances? We talk about golden age all the time. Like really, though, think about that. It, it, really, it is because 
this will probably never happen again in our lifetime. Like what this last half decade was, and I wrote it today at ApolloHOU.com. Um, the fact that this moment is is should never be taken for granted. Like this is it's so rare. It, it's likely never to happen again. And I'm just I'm just kind of enjoy, I'm at peace right now, Brian. I really am. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. And, and this is not a, a way of saying I'm like cocky or arrogant. I'm just at peace because I know that this is so rare. Like I, I'm not taking this for granted. Like I'm not already thinking about oh, what's going to happen next year. Can we get to a six one? No, I'm just enjoying it day to day. And I, I don't know. I it's just <laughs> when you say it out loud, three pennants in five years. It's bananas because all we've known is heartbreak. All we've known yeah. is what what is going to go wrong or what can go wrong next is going to happen. But what is it? And now you're in this in this different spot in this sports stratosphere, being just elite. That it is it is kind of like I said, poetic in life and the irony of all that the team that absolutely destroyed us in the '90s and 2000s is who we're playing again. Right. In the World Series this week, you have a team that absolutely, absolutely ruined my childhood because it was always Smoltz and Maddox and Glavin beating up on the Killer Bees. It was always Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones making big time hits. It was Walt Weiss diving up the middle. There is just so many things over and over again with this with this 90s Braves and 2000s Braves teams that I just find this very poetic that we're playing them this week just because of how the parody of life. And so yeah. um, the Braves are going to be a formidable foe. They're hot. Uh, they're, I, they're like the, how the Red Sox were coming off the Rays. They, they beat the shit out of the Dodgers. They really did. Yeah. Uh, they went against their horses and just beat the shit out of them. And so they, you got to think they're believing right now in themselves. Obviously, when you're in the World Series, uh, you can believe like that. So... Uh, I'm not saying anything for granted, but the parody of life of just the Braves beating the dog shit out of the Astros my entire life growing up, and now we have an opportunity to right the wrongs and avenge the fallen of those of those '90s Astros and 2000s Astros teams. Is, I think it'd be great. Yeah. So, so you take a take a step back and let's look at the the history of the NL Houston Astros. So the so the way that it went when you and I were growing up um, was the Houston Astros would win the NL Central. And then they would always have to face the Atlanta Braves in the first round. They would face them in the divisional series. They lost to them in 97, 99, and 01. They didn't beat the Braves in the playoffs until 04, which obviously the Astros went on to lose in the NLCS. They were close. Carlos Beltran had, I mean, was, was insane. And then you go into 05, and they beat them again. They had that crazy 18-inning game where Chris Burke hits the walk-off. You look back at some of the names that were on that Braves team in 05. Tim Hudson, Adam LaRoche, uh, Brian McCann hit a bomb Baby against Brian the McCann. Astros. There were multiple grand slams hit in that game. Brad Ausmus hit one of the most... Uh, not this not is a, a homer, that, homer. Right, off the wall in left center field at Minute Maid Park that went over just that yellow line that tied the game at six. Um, and then obviously Chris Burke in the 18th inning hits the walk-off bomb into the uh, Crawford boxes. And then an another thing that people really don't remember, I mean, people remember, but they don't really talk about it. Roger Clemens came out of the bullpen 
and, yeah. and dealt for the Astros to, to, to hold the line, so to speak. So, yeah, you, you want to talk about a rivalry that's about to be renewed, especially for Houston fans like ourselves. It, you, you know, we talk about Houston heartbreak. Well, the Braves were at, at the helm of Houston heartbreak for, sure. for so long. You, we, it, it was like a thing of you hear, okay, the Astros win the NL Central. Who are they playing in the first round? Oh, the Braves, we're done is what it used to feel like. And then finally they got over the hump in 0405, but they were a menace for so many years against the Astros. And the, and when we talk about the Braves, they're doing all they're having all this success and they don't even have their best player. Ronald Acuña Jr. tore his uh, ACL and he's been out yeah. this whole entire year. And I remember talking and I know we're going to have Braves Ashland on at some point this week, but during our trade deadline special the way that she made it seem on the Twitter spaces that we did, I don't even think she thought that they would get this far. That the team at that point was still reeling from losing Acuna Jr. And what they have done, what Snicker has done for that, for that team to come all this way and beat the Dodgers with the horses that the Dodgers have, they're, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be dangerous. And they're playing well. And when you get over into Atlanta at SunTrust Park and they get that, that controversial chop going, whatever you want to call it, uh, that place is going to be rocking. Not like the Astros give a shit, but still, that environment is going to be insane. Because Atlanta, I don't think, has, last time Atlanta went to a World Series, uh, 99, I think? Yeah, it had to be then. Let me, let me, uh, I'll, uh... The, the, the parody of on, and it's just, I keep going, coming back to it. You have Charlie Morton going game one, right? Astros legend Charlie Morton, who's also just been able to go wherever he goes, he just finds himself in yep. another league championship series or another World Series. Nineteen ninety nine was the last time the Braves were in the World Series. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, just the fact that Charlie Morton is just the he's gonna be he's yeah, gonna be starting. He just always he's always back in the World Series. Like that's Charlie Morton's second career of his life. It's just World Series appearances. Uh, having him game one, uh, going against against Framber, that's gonna be a good good pitchers matchup, but I just, I don't know the, the fact that this offense and this team, and I've been saying it all year and all October, they just, they're, they, they've never not been in a moment before in October. They've just logged so many innings. They've seen it all. They've done it all. Like the strike him out, throw him out literally happened two years ago, but it was a dive and throwing him out of first. Like they've been in these moments before. It's nothing that's ever big. And I think experience just goes such a fucking long way in October. And hopefully it just keeps carrying the Astros for one more week. Yeah, so, so has the official pitching rotation been released? So it's going to be Framber. I haven't even looked, to be honest with you. I've uh, so... The only ones announced are game one starters. So Framber okay, so versus Charlie. Yeah. Okay, so you would assume it's going to be Framber and then Luis Garcia because yeah. Lance McCullers Jr. is not available for the World Series. He is still out. So yeah, you probably go Luis back at home. Uh, yeah. You're greedy. Game three. Yeah, <laughs> and then right. and then uh, look, I don't even want to try to talk about rotation because yeah, it's just we'll going to be pieced out. together as as it goes. Um, man, it, and it's who's going to step up big for the Astros this series? So in our uh, ALCS preview, or actually no, it was an ALCS blog piece that we wrote. It's you can find it at apollohou.com where you ask the whole baseball side of Apollo what your <laughs> X factors were. My X factor offensively was going to be Yuli Gurriel. And he showed up and showed out just to be overshadowed by Yuli, or by uh, Jordan Alvarez, who, uh, 
you know, you can talk about Jordan Alvarez and all the big home runs that he hits. Um, but the approach that Jordan Alvarez had against the Red Sox was another thing of beauty. If you're a young kid and you want to watch a big leaguer hit, like everyone watches Mike Trout. Um, I know a lot of the kids are really big fans of Fernando Tatis Jr. He's got the flair. He's flashy. Watch Jordan Alvarez. Like the epitome of don't try to do too much. Yeah. And it the helps that he's like the plate. built like a Greek god, right? Like well, he's yeah, just, right? He can but, flick. But, but yeah, your approach I, is... I mean, the oppo approach that he had in, in uh, at Fenway Park and then he even brought it back home. Left center... And that approach, I mean, hitting the ball over over the green monster, a double down the line. I think he hit. A, I think he yanked a triple. I can't remember. Do they a officially give that a triple or a double? I thought it was a triple. I thought it was a triple too. But uh, I must have. I must have read the the thing wrong when it said he had two doubles. But I thought he had a triple. But just yeah. the approach that he had. I mean, don't try to do too much. Hit it where it's pitched. You know, you're you're seeing middle away. Just go the other way with it. God, man, it was just such a, uh, just, I keep saying the word beautiful, but man, it, it was just a beautiful performance uh, by Jordan Alvarez. And that's why he's the ALC, he was the ALCS MVP. Yeah. I, he, when you, when you outslug a team by yourself in, in a game five and game six with those, with those, all those hits, um, it, it's hard to argue that his approach is, uh, is not, you know, not lined up. And, and there's been so many times of, you know, in 19, Jordan got, he got shitted on for having bad playoffs as a rookie. He had a, he had a pretty decent world series. I think he batted right around 300 in that seven game series, obviously missed all of the 2020 season, except that one game with the injury. And now he's back here just living his best life. This team's so deep. And, we haven't had we've had we had the Altuve game right we we had the Correa moment we haven't had a Correa game we haven't had the Yuli game we haven't had the Brantley game we haven't had the Bregman game right. we've had yeah, a Tucker Bregman. game we've had a, a Alvarez game if this lineup just gets hot this week it, we could literally be talking about another superstar on this team next week of hey they did it for us and that's this is why I think this team is so deep because Jordan and Tucker emerging to being these potential superstars. I'll say it. They are superstars. Um, it just makes this team so much better yeah. than anything we've ever seen. Yeah. You know, you talked about uh, Jordan in 2019. Um, and then you talk about Jordan not being around for the playoff run in 2020, even though, you know, shortened season, so forth and so on. Uh, you know, and then he returns to form this playoff playoff run. Yuli Gurriel had hit uh, the worst year he's had in all of baseball last season. Yeah. He did not play well at all. He did not hit well at all. So for him to return to what we know as Yuli Gurriel and you and I uh, have agreed on this and we've said it time after time after time that if Yuli Gurriel got to major league baseball early in his career, he would be a hall of famer. hundred percent. And it continues to show hundred percent. So, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, who is gonna who is gonna have their moment in the World Series? That's true. Oh, oh my bless God. you! Wow, that was packed. That had a lot of heat behind that. Man, thank you. Um, Got to get the demons out before World Series starts. No, yeah, I think that this. I think that the the shift right. We know what the offense is doing. Can this pitching just sustain it for another week? Right. Can Luis Garcia 
replicate what he did in game six? Can Framber Valdez do what he did? And I was talking with our good friend, Big Wave Dave, after after the Astros game one. Like we when I kept telling everyone we stole this game, we stole this game, we stole this game. You never want to steal a game at home. But it was the bad Framber start, right? You you stole the bad Framber start. Then you had the good Framber start and he shoved. And so I think it just this series early on is going to be dictated by can these guys just go out and get five, go out and get five and let the good times roll. Let the offense do what they do. Because because fried Anderson and and Morton are no joke for one, two, three for the Braves. And I've said it pretty much all all playoff long, especially in the ALCS score early and often and, and let these let your starting rotation settle in. Yeah. Get a couple of runs, get the momentum early. Um, so yeah. And then another thing I brought up earlier is what's the lineup going to look like when you play in Atlanta? Because the DH is gone. Jake Myers. What was the update on? I saw no, that James it was Blake no took, update, no update, no so update was the update. So then you have to think, man, you, at some point, do you Marwin may be on this roster? Probably. Cause you're going to think there's gonna be a lot of double switches. A lot of moving guys around. You need versatility. Diaz is probably yeah. going to get a lot more run here. Yeah. Um, but on the outfield thing, I I think Brantley's banged up. I think Brantley's just grinding through it right now because it's what you do. Uh, you're what you're yeah, 170 games in now, essentially. I mean, now it's um, series, so you got to grind through it. Yeah. Do you and Jordan? So it look it it probably looks Smiley or or Fried are going to have game three, which is a lefty. Um, you probably sit Brantley, and because Jordan can go lefty lefty, hits lefties well. Right, Brantley's banged up, and then figure out if you're gonna go Tucker and center, Brantley and right, Jordan and left for the the other games. Uh, but I so think I've, that first game against Charlie Morton. Well, obviously, well they're at home, right? So yeah, you still have the DH in play. So obviously, we know what the lineup's gonna look like. So yeah, it's gonna be. That's going to be interesting to and see I, what... I think what, having Dusty Baker, who's logged a fuck ton of innings and in, in games managing in the NL, is going to actually pay some dividends here. I really yeah. do. Well, this is where, you know, this is where the, the old school type mentality, feel of the game, feel of your lineup, like For this sure. is where it's going to pay off. This is 100% where this it pays is off. Where, this is why you get paid the big bucks to make decisions like what we're going to see in games three, four, and five. Yeah. So I can't wait to see it. Um, let's put, let's put, put the managing cap on real quick, Des. All right. If you were the Houston Astros and you are the manager, what would your rotation look like going into Atlanta game three? Urquidy's on the mound. Say you're starting Jose Urquidy. Oh, so what would be like my, my, my pin? Like what I'm. No, just your, your offensive lineup. Sorry. Your offensive lineup. Oh, my lineup. offensive lineup. Your, your offensive lineup, obviously with your defense. Who's playing left? I'm maximizing value and wins, uh, and and substitute defensive late. So I'll go Jordan and left, Tucker and yep. center, Brantley and right, and then you have Chaz and Siri coming off late yep. in the game to be those defensive guys. Or, okay, I'm. Yeah, yeah you we're, maximize we're, you maximize the offense. Yeah, absolutely. That's your strength. Yeah. Your offense for the Houston Astros, your lineup one through nine, is your strength. It, it's just it's hard for me to say that, and this is. Chaz is a, a great friend of the program, and, and we've done a lot of stuff. We're going to keep doing stuff with him. It's hard for me to wait 
how much a glove relates, and this is where the war and the analysts will say it, to Brantley or Jordan, or Jordan just won the ALCS MVP. Like, he cannot not be in your lineup. And Michael Brantley's one of the best, purest hitters who broke the broke the game open um, in game... Yeah, in, in, in game, game five. Th- yeah. No, it, the the one when we scored the Altuve home run. Uh, okay, in, sorry, yeah. yeah, in Boston, game four. Um, I just... I want to maximize my offense now because I, the Astros are do this thing that they're really good where they just get you in the deep end. They just like, Hey, come on out here with us and let's tread water. I'm going to tread water longer than you. Cause I've done it before. Um, so I think unless Brantley's knee, and I do think it is banged up a bit, but yeah. y- you fight and grit through it right yeah. now. So I'd I rather think- have <clears throat> Chaz and Siri or Mar, whoever is going to be your outfielders come in later in the game. Yeah, depending on games one and two, obviously who's swinging it better than whoever, how the lineups put together, who's hot, who's not, so forth and so on, depends on those first two games compared to what you're going to do in games three, four, and five. But I'm with you. Maximize your offensive lineup as much as you can in Atlanta. Brantley, Tucker, Jordan have to be in the lineup. Like there's no other way around it, at least early in the game. Yeah. Get some runs. You know, and it all then it all goes back down to your starting rotation. Can you get five from them? Yeah. Can you get five? So from that point, let's say Urquidy throws five, assuming he starts game three. He throws five. They get through the sixth and the seventh. Maton or whoever, Yimmy Garcia, Kendall Graveman comes in for the seventh, eighth, whatever it is. Then you make your defensive replacements, depending on score. Obviously, Jose Siri can track down a lot of grass. So can Chaz. Um, you slide t- Tucker back over to right. Uh, if if Brantley's knee is a little bit banged up, whatever the case may be, Jordan and left. Whoever Marwin, if he's on the roster, Ledmus Diaz, if he's on, uh, if if he's going to play some outfield. Either way, score runs early and often. Let your pitcher settle in, and then figure out the rest later on in the game. Yeah, and the fact that. This team in 19 went into Washington and won all three. Um, it's been, like I said, it's, there's not a moment that they haven't seen before. And the fact that this team is just this perfect blend of, of just the right age, um, how many millions of at-bats they've taken over the last five years in October, it, it's gonna, it pays off. It, yeah. it, it will always, always pay off. And so... Um, yeah, you just gotta, like you said, put the pressure on them to make the mistakes because I, the Astros would probably be the Vegas favorite going into the series. So they could play that under a car. They could do all that stuff. Just be the big dog. Yeah. Just be the big dog. That's all you gotta do. Just act, act like you've been there. A hundred percent. Cause the Braves haven't been there since 99. So this is going to be a new, a new thing for them. Yeah, and I know they're battle tested and they played well, but coming into this, like this is literally going to be a new situation for them. For sure. So experience is going to pay off. Um, act like you've been there. And again, I'm going to keep saying this all week: score early, score often, let your pitchers settle in, uh, and get five from every starter. And I think the Astros will be okay because this lineup is deadly. But we've seen it: pitching and defense wins championships. Well, here we are. It's the World Series. Okay, so continue what the Astros have been doing. Um, they're never out of it. But again, the key is going to be the starting rotation. So yeah. if you can get 
quality starts from Framber and Luis Garcia, first two games at home, Astros will be set up nicely to, to win another World Series. So I'm excited. I know we, we've got so much going on at Apollo HOU. We've got watch parties. Uh, I think we might have secured some tickets uh, for game two at home on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I know we're going to have guests here on Beyond the Diamond. Uh, Braves Ashland, I think we're working on a couple others. I don't know if we want to broadcast that out or not, but... Uh, no, we'll keep those... Yeah. We'll keep those to our to our to ourselves on that one. Uh, well, we'll but yeah, it's stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Sleep is for November. Yeah, sleep is literally for November. And you know what? And when this Astros playoff run is over here in the city, uh, you really don't have much else to watch when it comes to sports because the football team that stays on Kirby Drive is one of the most embarrassing things to grace the city of Houston in all of eternity. They are a laughing stock. They suck. They're terrible. So I'm not watching them. The Rockets, I know we cover a lot of Rockets. They've got a young, exciting core. So there are going to be some growing pains, literally some growing pains with that team. And our, our Rocket side uh, does a phenomenal job here early in the season, a couple games in. So, you know, stay tuned for our Rocket side on Apollo HOU. Um, you know, the. Uh, what is it? The Apollo Launchpad, that podcast. Check that out on Spotify and all your uh, where you get all your podcasts. But yeah, I, I think we're going to grind it out. It's going to be another war, like we've said. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, man, the Astros are in the World Series for the third time in five years. Man. Soak it in, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Soak yeah. it in. Soak, um, it. Soak it in, man. And then Live once again, up. we get this episode's not presented without our, our you know, you got it. Yeah, I mean, well, like, what I was gonna well, yeah, what I was gonna thankful. say is soak it in. I know you soaked in a lot of adult beverages over the weekend. So did I. When they won, <laughs> I was absolutely hammered. I chugged a Corona uh, on camera. Um, the I got, I got the a one hammered. thing. The one thing I before we we wrap up. Um, it was it was my cousin's bachelor party, so that's why we were in New York. Uh, we went to dinner. Of course, the place didn't have the game, so me and my buddy Gabe were watching on our phones. And then we're like, all right, let's hurry up. We're going to the Astros bar. It's right up 33rd Street. I'm like looking at my 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 phone. I'm like, God, that seems like a you know, it's a ton of blocks. And we just basically sprinted over there. It's like a full sprint, not even looking at stops. We're just like hey, we're running and look, getting hus- there. Hustle is free, baby. Hustle, hustle is, is free. free. And to be at a sports bar in New York City. Uh, that everyone is wearing Astro stuff. Half the people are rocking Apollo stuff. I, I'm just thankful, absolutely yeah. thankful. All the people that that had us out there and, and gave us, and treated us a great time. Like I said in my blog post, I walked in, complete strangers walked out with family members. Um, we had plenty of drinks, celebration shots, all of that, and it was just, it was one one hell of a night. And I'm, I'm, if I wasn't at Minute Maid Park. I was glad I was there at an Astros bar in New York City. That's amazing. It's, I mean, it's great. It's, it's, like when, it's like when we were in Denver and we went to yeah. the Astros bar up in Denver. It's the same type of thing. We walked out with good friends for sure. after not knowing anybody. Um, and just the things that we're doing here at Apollo HOU, it's all, you know, it's all for the city of Houston. It's all for the, the crazy fandom uh, that is kind of overshadowed. Uh, you know, some people might say that the Astros don't have good fans, but I, I beg to differ. Um, and it's all thanks to you guys, the the viewers, the listeners, the people that show up to the watch parties, the people that support um our gear, that buy our gear, that wear our gear. Um, 
we thank you. I mean, we don't do this without you guys. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a special thing to see how how much we are growing and what the future holds. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again: we are on the cusp of greatness at Apollo yeah. HOU. And when we do make it there, I am gonna knock down some wine. I'm not a big wine guy. I know Des is. I'm. You big wine guy? I am a big wine guy. Well, Des is a big wine guy, so let me tell you a little bit about Irma Rose, your local Katie winery where they make fruit wine with an elegant taste. Visit their location and experience a vibe like no other with live music, delicious food trucks, and a variety of local vendors to shop from. You can find our wines in nine local HEB stores or online. Drink responsibly and go Strohs. Again, that's Irma Rose, your local Katie winery. Check them out. I'm going to knock down a bottle of wine. I'm ready if to the, knock out a couple of bottles of wine when we celebrate. If if and when the Astros win the World Series, Des, I am going to be insufferable. <laughs> I will literally get a bottle of champagne <laughs> oh. and I will pop that mother er, and I am going to be spraying it oh. on camera. I should probably watch my hand motions while doing that. Yeah, but you're, uh, you're about pause. to be gift. Pause. Uh, I'm gonna be insufferable. Oh wait, there's I'm gonna be insufferable. I I'm not. I don't want to talk don't, about it. I'm not, look, look, you know, you know look, that, you know that game one. I'm fo- I'm focusing on game okay. one, Brian. Focusing I'm just on game say one. Say this. You know how Kevin Kevin Millar, um, in that Three Nights in October documentary, "Don't Let the Sox Win Game Six or Don't Let Us Win Tonight." Don't let the Astros win the World Series. Just don't let them. Don't let the Astros don't, win the World Series. Don't let them. I'll tell you what, you get quality starts from from the starting rotation. The Astros got a good shot. I do. I'm excited I, for it. Yeah. I don't want to. Do you want to give a proper? No. Okay. Nope. I'm That's not fine. doing it. Nope. Not All doing right. it. Um, not, not doing it. We'll see y'all game one. So game one, we have a watch party. Yeah. Well, I believe we're going to be at Cobos. Um, obviously, by spot. now, you know, uh, the hottest spot in town, Twin yep. 12 Rust Street. Um, I'll be at the game. I'll be at game one, but I will be pre-gaming. You have tickets for game one? I have, I have tickets for game one. Selfish. Sometimes sometimes you have to do that for game one. But game two, the crew's going to be there. Us four, me, you, uh, Josh Strohs, and Spaceman. Um, four we'll horsemen, at, baby. Four horsemen at game two. Um, the core four. Fantastic ooh. four. Ooh. The fab four. The fab four. You want me four. to keep going? You, can, you, you got more? Going? Do you got more? No, I'll, I'll save that for okay. the next episode. I'll yeah. say that for the next so, episode. World Series week is here, baby. Let's go. Third also, time. I thought I, I thought I lost this hat in New York City, and I opened my suitcase today, and I found it, so I'm the happiest I can be. Thank God you didn't leave it there, because that, that thing would have been burned, or a bum would be wearing it in the subway. True. Either way. True. Either way. Man, World Series week is here. The Astros are back in the World Series for the third time in five years, taking on the Atlanta Braves. I am excited. Uh, Des, before we get out of here, as always, you got anything else? Go Strohs. Love Go you guys. Strohs, baby. <laughs> Go Strohs, baby. Go Strohs. Check, out- <laughs> Check out Irma Rose, your local Katie winery. Check them out online or in HEB stores. Drink responsibly. Go Strohs. That's going to do it for our World Series preview here on the Beyond the Diamond podcast on the Apollo Podcast Network. We will be back after games one and two. We may have some special guests this week, so stay tuned. Follow us on all the socials. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at BLima790, at Apollo Des one and, of course, at Apollo HOU. 
Go Astros, baby. Game one, Tuesday night. Kobo's is the spot unless you're going to the game. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Until next time, peace. Love you guys.